Welcome to the Soul Vibration Wellness Podcast. I'm Drea, your plant-loving, roller coaster-seeking, cajon-playing, massage-giving, and yoga-teaching wellness entrepreneur. Are you ready to journey to your healthiest, wealthiest self? Then join me and my guests every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, where we will break down the latest health stories and info in 20-minute bite-sized episodes. I'm a nerd at heart and love doing research around everything to do with health and wellness. My personal motto is your health is your wealth. I obsess over the latest news, health hacks, gadgets, apps, and more so you don't have to. Thanks so much for going on this wellness journey with me, and I'm stoked to be supporting you to be your most joyful, healthy self so you can live your best life. So let's jump on in to the journey together. Drea Tremels, welcome back to the Soul Vibration Wellness Podcast. I'm really excited this week because we are going to be talking about inflammation, specifically chronic inflammation and how this affects our overall health. Chronic inflammation can be a sneaky villain, infiltrating the body without you even knowing it. Sometimes it is very obvious that chronic inflammation is causing issues in the body, For example, if you have asthma, celiac disease, or rheumatoid arthritis, you experience chronic inflammation. But sometimes you can have chronic inflammation for years and not have any symptoms or clues until they are quite serious. So today we are going to talk about what it is, its importance to overall health, and how to quiet the inflammation so you can live a longer, healthier, and happier life. Now, we need to start out with saying, inflammation is not in and of itself the bad guy. In fact, we need inflammation in order to heal. If you've ever fallen, scraped a knee, broken a bone, any of this kind of thing, twisted an ankle, you know the telltale signs of inflammation. There's pain, heat, redness, swelling. It's the body's natural and really important response in order to heal an area of injury, an infection, or a viral illness. And it's the body's way of protecting you. The problem is that sometimes the inflammatory response process is not resolved, leading to chronic inflammatory conditions in the body, which in turn cause long-term damage. So you can have obvious signs of chronic inflammation, or you can have what is called subclinical inflammation, which is when you have no idea that something is going wrong inside the body. And this can occur for many reasons, some of which are uh, a broken bone that doesn't actually fully heal or a certain type of infection that never fully heals, Lyme disease being an example. Uh, chemical toxicities such as heavy metals that cannot be eliminated for whatever reason in the body, or even a bacterial or viral infection that is difficult to get rid of. So 
our lifestyle choices also play a huge role in chronic inflammation. And some of these include eating a diet high in sugar, refined carbohydrates, processed foods, fried foods, alcohol, trans fats, red meat, processed meat, um, smoking, obesity, stress is a huge one, uh, lack of sleep, over-exercising can actually be an issue, uh, autoimmune diseases like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, and then overuse of antibiotics, antacids, and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs, including like ibuprofen, naproxen, sodium, and aspirin. So how do you know if you have chronic or acute inflammation? Okay, well, we honestly can tell often when we have acute inflammatory response, like I was saying before, there's often, often swelling, there's hotness around on the skin, around the injury. Um, so there's very easily telltale signs that you know of acute inflammation. And that's necessary often in the body for healing, like we've spoken about. But there are tests that you can ask your doctor to do, which can be done with a simple blood draw to find out if there's maybe a chronic issue that's underlying your health and your body that you may not otherwise know is there because you're not showing symptoms. So there's something called, and you guys will have to bear with me here because these are a lot of like medical terms that I'm going to mess them up. So the first test that's most common to find out if you have chronic inflammation is called an erythrocyte sedimentation rate, a SED rate or an ESR. And this test measures how fast your red blood cells settle to the bottom of this vertical tube of blood. When inflammation is present, the red blood cells actually fall faster because higher amounts of proteins in the blood make those cells clump together. While ranges vary by lab, a normal result is typically 20 mm slash HR or less, while a value of over 100 mm slash HR is quite high. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what the mm slash HR means, but basically you want this test to be around 20. And if it's at 100 or higher, that's really, that's a sure sign that something's going on that you want to try to work with your doctor to get to the bottom of. So the other one that you can get tested is C-reactive protein. This is CRP test. This protein is made in the liver and it tends to rise when there's inflammation present in the body, chronic inflammation. A normal value is less than three milligrams per liter. So that's mg slash L. And a value over three milligrams is often used to identify an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. But Body-wide inflammation can make CRP tests rise to 100 milligrams per liter or more. So some doctors actually recommend having this checked annually starting at age 40, just to make sure that things internally are doing what they're supposed to do and you're not having increased risk of something like cardiovascular disease, or perhaps there's been something underlying like a bacterial infection that you have had no realization that something's been going on. Because our bodies are just so good at managing issues, but over time, it just wears the body down. So as we age, these things can start popping up more. 
So another one that you can get tested is ferritin. This is a blood protein that reflects the amount of iron that's stored in the body. It's most often ordered to evaluate whether an anemic person is iron deficient, in which case ferritin levels will be low. But if there is too much iron in the body, ferritin levels can become quite high. But ferritin levels also rise when inflammation is present. So normal results vary by lab, and they tend to be a bit higher in men. But a typical normal range is 20 to 200 mcgs per liter. So that's a pretty big range. So that's something you could definitely want to like talk to your doctor about, what's normal at what ages, and depending on your female or male. So um, yeah, fer getting your ferritin levels checked regularly is really helpful, especially, I mean, for women, if you're still in um, childbearing years and you have a cycle, then this is really important to get checked. So the last test we're going to talk about is this, I'm going to mess this up, fibrinogen. It's another protein. It's commonly measured to evaluate the status of the blood clotting system. Its levels tend to rise when inflammation is present, and a normal fibrinogen level is 200 to 400 mgs per dl. Again, I'm sorry I can't really explain what these like amounts mean, but yeah, of course, if you listen to this podcast and you have any questions about anything that I'm saying, you can always email me and that's in my show notes and I'm happy to like dig deeper for people on things. So, um, but yeah, again, the normal fibrinogen levels, 200 to 400 mg per dl, and these are not recommended as routine normally fibrinogen tests. Um, they're not really recommended as yearly tests, but if you have an infection that won't go away, it's good to get some of these tests done. I know C-reactive protein is a very common one. Actually, I know a lot of people I work with in my office who have chronic issues such as Lyme disease or um, certain autoimmune conditions have these checked regularly to see where they're at and if medications are working for them to reduce inflammation. So... Um, but you know, if you have fatigue and insomnia, if you have body or joint pain, anxiety, depression, some mood, your mood starts to change. And it's not just because of the winter, but you're seeing these lasting mood issues. If you have frequent infections or frequent acid reflux, heartburn, constipation, a significant weight loss or weight gain or joint pain, really think about getting some of these inflammatory tests done because these are symptoms of a chronic inflammatory issue that your body's trying to give you a warning of like, hey, something's wrong. I am like seriously fatigued. I have insomnia that I cannot explain, especially if you start having these kinds of issues after an illness. If you had like a serious, uh, if let's say you had pneumonia and you recovered, but then all of a sudden you develop insomnia. Go get some of these inflammatory uh, tests done because perhaps you never fully, your body really didn't fully resolve something about that infection of pneumonia that you had. And, or even like a kidney infection or UTI in women. If some kind of weird symptoms persist after a serious illness or something that took you weeks to recover from, really, really recommend going and seeing if your doctor can run these tests and see what you find. 
because if you can resolve those issues, then you can reduce your internal inflammation and just save yourself from so much damage and issues later on in life. So there's a few ways that you can reduce chronic inflammation through lifestyle changes. So let's jump into some of that in information because it's all well and good for us to talk about like, oh, we know that this is bad for us. We know this isn't good, but what can we do to really change it? And research is showing more and more that our lifestyle changes have this profound effect to change how we live in the world, how we feel daily and our mood, our physical bodies, but also like our genes. We can actually change our gene expression just through lifestyle changes. And that's so exciting to me on so many levels, because when I think about having some level of control over something that's kind of scary, like a chronic infection, then it helps just my mental health and it gives me hope and hope is so important. So one of the things you can do, one of the most important things really in terms of lifestyle changes is eating anti-inflammatory foods. The Western diet is highly processed. It's really high in fat and not the good kind. It's high in sugar, high in grains. We think like wheat and corn and it's high in sodium. This has thrown off the balance in our bodies between our inflammatory and our anti-inflammatory chemicals called prostaglandins. In our society, I live at, I'm, I'm doing this podcast from the United States and in the U.S. and a lot of the Western world, we eat a lot more omega-6 rich foods today. Omega-6 foods increase inflammation. Now, omega-3s actually help reduce inflammation. Omega-3s are anti-inflammatory, but we're eating less omega-3s and more omega-6s, and this is throwing everything out of balance. And the issue is, is we cannot make omega-3s or 6 in the body. We can't. We have to get them from our diet or supplements. And since we're eating way too much omega-6 and increasing inflammation in the body, we most of us are having to take more omega-3s in supplement form. Omega-3s, however, they're not, they're not only going to reduce inflammation, but they create special roadblocks in the body, making it harder for cancer cells to migrate from a primary tumor to start new colonies and mass, uh, mass size in the body. So one of the omega-3 supplements that I really highly recommend is the Omega Bright. They're a little bit pricey, but they are incredible. Um, they're highly recommended by my doctor, also by psychiatrists that I know and, and respect and other mental health practitioners because the Omega Brights really have a profound effect on the body and um, they're just one of the best on the market. So I'd highly recommend checking those out. Those will be in the show notes as well. So you can see that in there. Um, but anti-inflammatories that contain omega-3 fatty acids and polyphenols are antioxidants. They're what combat the inflammation. The Mediterranean, Mediterranean diet is the most recommended diet by doctors to reduce inflammation. Part of the reason, reason is that this diet derives roughly 30 to 40% of its calories from healthy fats, like olive oil, avocados, nuts, fish, and about 40 to 50% come from healthy carbs, like fruits, vegetables, beans, peas, lentils, and whole grains. 
Some of the foods best for anti-inflammation include leafy greens, like spinach, kale, arugula, cruciferous vegetables, like broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts, fatty fish, like mackerel and salmon, nuts and seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, almonds, as well as fruits like apples, berries, oranges, and mangoes. Uh, curcumin, which is found in turmeric, is really important, and green tea and black teas. So um, that's just like, I'm just touching the tip of the iceberg in terms of the anti-inflammatory diet. I'll have to do an entire other episode on that, honestly, because it is, there's so much there. And I'm doing a lot of research on that right now as I'm trying to eat more of an anti-inflammatory diet. So look out in the future for an entire episode that we'll just do about the diet side of this. But I want to keep getting into the other things you can do to really benefit from um, bringing down chronic inflammation. One, the other biggest one is quitting smoking. If you smoke, vape, use tobacco products, you really need to talk to your private care provider about the best way for you to quit. You can do everything right, but if you're smoking, unfortunately, it's increasing inflammation. It's just, it creates a really highly inflammatory condition in the body. So quitting is one of the most difficult things to quit tobacco, but there are so many more options than ever out there. And some really fascinating things that I found in my research was that acupuncture and hypnosis have been shown to be extremely effective at breaking the habit. These alternative practices can be combined with like patches and other like gums and things like that so that you can have success in quitting. So I really recommend talking to your doctor and figuring out kind of a combo way to do this. So um, the next thing up is limit or avoid alcohol. Alcoholic beverages are completely inflammatory. So if you want to fight inflammation, limit or avoid alcohol. It really damages the brain among other organs, as we know, such as liver and kidneys. So really keeping it to special occasions or lower amounts you know, they say that some organic red wines are really good for you with their polyphenols. So two to four ounces dinner a couple times a week is okay. And that is part of the Mediterranean diet. Um, so, but limiting alcohol in general is really important. And then of course, avoiding, avoiding inflammatory foods, decreasing sugar intake is key, which of course is found in so much in America. It's hidden in so much of our stuff. Like um, fruit juices have added sugar a lot of time. Ketchup has sugar. Pasta sauce has extra sugar. So it's sneaky. You really have to like look at the sugar contents on jars and boxes of things. But a lot of refined carbohydrates like white pasta, white bread, white rice, fried foods, red and red meat and processed meats like beef, pork, bacon, sausage, salami. Um, that's my weakness, honestly. Like I tend to want to eat bacon and sausage. And so I've had to really reduce my, um, my pork intake and I've seen really good results. Uh, dairy and processed foods like chips, crackers, freezer meals. Those are also really, really not great for inflammation. So look for foods on products like hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated oils. These are often found in margarine, cake icing, baked goods, and shortening. These are so bad for you. Um, and avoiding omega-6 fats found in veggie oils, such as safflower oil, corn oil, soy oil, sunflower oil, and cottonseed oils. Most pre-made salad dressings contain these toxic oils. So you really want to try to stay away from those. Also look for words that say linoleic acid or polyunsaturated omega-6. You want to avoid these. So those are some keywords to be looking out for. 
We don't want hydrogenated oils. We don't want polyunsaturated omega-6s. So, um, yeah. So the next best thing you can do is practice stress management techniques. Stress can have a significant inflammatory effect on the body. So make time for de-stressing activities like meditation, journaling, yoga, walks in nature, reading, spending time with your pets or loved ones, gardening, whatever hobby or activity helps you manage stress, which we're going to get into stress management more deeply in my episode coming up in a couple of weeks. We're going to show you how to find out what your stress personality is and what is best for that personality type in managing their stress. So just we'll get into that more and we'll do some exercises in the next episode with that. So um, maintain a healthy weight. That's really important and exercising regularly. So um, those are some of the most important things we can really do. And, you know, these things may seem like common sense. A lot of times we're like, yeah, of course, I know to do that. And it can be hard to implement, but I really encourage you to put some of these to use, pick one thing from this episode that you want to implement. And by doing so, you are going to see a reduction in chronic inflammation. So, or just inflammation in general, maybe you don't have it chronically, but we all have some inflammation that comes in. So I just want to encourage you to do that. And thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to speaking with you guys at the next, in the next episode. So yeah, have a wonderful rest of your week and take good care. We would love to hear what you think about the podcast and send you a free gift, a dreamy and deeply healing yoga nidra recording for more restful sleep and a peaceful mind. Send us an email at soulvibrationwellness at gmail.com and leave us your opinion of the podcast and we will happily send you a recording. So listeners of the podcast can also receive a free 30-minute wellness consultation with Drea. Just send an email or DM on Instagram at Soul Vibration Wellness. If you love this podcast and found value in it, please consider supporting us so we can continue to create content that helps bring healing to others. We need your support and you can do so by going to ko-fi.com slash Soul Vibration Wellness. Again, that's ko-fi slash Soul Vibration Wellness. You can go there, find out more about the show and the Soul Vibration Wellness team and make either a one-time donation or become a sustaining member of our wellness squad. When you become a member, you will receive extended and special episodes that we can't fit in our regular 20-minute episodes. Members will also receive other fun bonuses, stickers, merch, and so please go and check that out. Your support makes this show possible. The link is also in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take good care. The Soul Vibration Wellness Podcast and content posted by Andre Trummels and guests is presented solely for general, informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, 
mental health professional, or other qualified professional diagnoses or treatments. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Do not start any new drugs, supplements, or herbs without first consulting your physician.